What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Richard Geek Podcast. I'm uh, very happy to have Miles Gage. Uh, with us today. He's the co-founder, chief marketing officer of Rapunzel Investments. It is a mobile application that allows individuals to simulate stock portfolios for utilizing real-time market data. How's it going, Miles? How's it going, Mike? Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know what? That that was a a lot to get out. And, you know, for uh, people that don't know a lot about this stuff, you know, it's very fascinating to me. So tell me about, uh, number one, what you do. You know, I, I'm looking through your bio and I'm like, my goodness, this guy has been uh, trading stocks since he was in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since you know? I was 12 for, you know, for a decade now. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have family that's in the, in the industry? I mean, how, what in the world I was doing not doing that when I was 12. Yeah, no, I I definitely don't have family in the industry, but how I initially gained exposure to the stock market and the world of investing is through the elementary school that I attended. Um, Mm -hmm. I went to Ariel Community Academy, um, which is a Chicago public school on the south side of Chicago. And what's unique about Ariel is it was founded by John Rogers, who's the CEO of Ariel Investments which is the largest minority-owned asset management firm in the world, I believe, at this point, and Arnie Duncan, who's former Secretary of Education. But they had this idea that young people need to start learning about personal finance and economics and the stock market at an early age, in addition to core curriculums such as math, English, and social studies and science, because regardless of what career you enter, you're going to make money. And if you're never taught what to do with your paycheck and how to save properly or, or how to manage your money, then you're going to make all these poor decisions. And that's something that we've seen in society across the board. So at Ariel, we started learning about personal finance and economics in first grade. And each first grade class is given $20,000 of real money to manage in the sixth grade. And so basically, I got to manage my classes, stock portfolio with a group of other kids. And then I would join an investment club outside of school where I would manage my individual portfolio. But that's how I gained exposure to the stock market at such an early age. Wow. And it looks like you did so well that you held Warren Buffett's wallet once. What is that all about? Yeah, no, that's a that's an interesting story. So my eighth grade year was pretty cool. Um, I actually entered this essay competition about how I plan on 
finance my college tuition. Mm-hmm. And my main point was liquidating my stock portfolio. So I ended up winning this competition hosted by the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, which ended up in me securing a full ride scholarship to a private school in Chicago Lab, University mm-hmm. of Chicago Lab School. Um, and that we also, my brother hit won that essay competition previously. So we really started developing this relationship with Ariel Investments, the firm that um, helped fund and helped develop the school. And we got to, we got invited to this dinner with Warren Buffett, um, which was a fundraiser for Barack Obama in 2008. And so people paid dinner or paid money to have dinner with Warren Buffett at Ariel's office to help with uh, Barack Obama's presidential campaign. And we were invited to meet him and go to this dinner because we were standout students at the school. And basically, we were taking a picture and his wife suggested, let tell Miles to, or let Miles hold the wallet. And <laughs> here we have him. Got a picture of Warren Buffett. And at that point, I, I knew I was off to the races. Wow, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars just to sit down with mm-hmm. that guy. Um so then, you know, Rapunzel Investments, um, how did that start? And then, you know, let's talk a little bit about how you're reaching out, the goal for Rapunzel and how you're reaching out to high schoolers and uh, college kids and what you're doing for them through Rapunzel. Right. So I, I really feel like this is a chronological story almost mm-hmm. because as I mentioned, I won this full ride scholarship to go to lab school in Chicago. One of the first people that I met at lab was Brian Curcio. And we hit it off because one, we were new kids at this, at this school and we didn't know anyone, but we also had a bond in the sense that we were both already teen investors. So we would have these discussions about the stock market um, in freshman year. And so why I say that is years later um after we go on to college and we would reconvene during our summer breaks to talk about our internships and finance we would continue to have these discussions but we would recognize that our friends had no clue what we were talking about um and these are kids that also or attend prestigious universities and are pursuing careers on wall street but they don't understand the fundamentals of investing in the stock market so we had the idea of creating a platform that would allow individuals to create simulator portfolios. And to paint the picture, this is around the time when mobile trading is becoming more popular and brokerage platforms are eliminating fees. So it's investing is more accessible. So a lot of people that really don't understand the fundamentals are starting to create accounts and buying things that they hear on the internet and ultimately losing money. So we recognize that there is this demographic, a large swath of people that aren't ready to invest, but are, but are, have the appetite and are eager to learn. And that was the genesis of Rapunzel. And to answer the second part of the question, Rapunzel is basically a mobile application that gives users 10,000 fictional dollars to buy and sell publicly traded companies in which users are able to see what their returns or losses would have been had they made those trades in real time with real money. So the platform is geared towards people that may be curious about investing, but don't know to begin or apprehensive about putting money in the market. But to keep things exciting, especially for the younger demographic, we're like, well, while that's such a great tool, 
the attention span of a millennial is just so short. So how do we, how do we capture them and how do we retain those users? So we had the idea of in adding competitions to the platform. So for high school students, we allow users to enter their portfolios into competitions for scholarship prizes. And so we work with public schools across the country. And right now we're actually hosting a national uh, high school investment competition of $50,000 in scholarships that kicks off October 1st. And so that's an opportunity for students wanting to engage with the stock market in a simulated manner, but also earn scholarships. And for college students that may already have a stock portfolio already making money, it's like, well, how do you get them to be users or how do you retain them? So the idea for college students is that we give away cash prizes. And so we have competitions weekly, um, monthly, quarterly, yearly. And so that allows, you know, the, the college user that may have a portfolio to execute a trade they may be apprehensive about doing on their actual platform or their actual brokerage account and potentially earn cash for that. But at the same time, it just creates this platform and it's this engaging community. So you can like and follow your friends as if it were another social media type of platform. But at the same time, you can also see what the top investors are purchasing on their in their portfolios. And we also have a bunch of educational tools and they cover an array of financial concepts. So it's it's a pretty cool platform. And, and mm -hmm. I believe to be it's robust, maybe it's biased because I helped develop it. But at the same time, I think it's something that, um, that our generation or just people in general have, are in need of, especially as investing becomes more of a topic that's discussed uh, in, in, in court or common conversations. Yeah, you know, I was thinking it's, it could also be for people that are in their 30s, 40s, or even older that, you know, most of the people, and I think in the world, in the United States, it's the, it's an IRA, it's a 401k, and they don't get into individual stocks. They're, they're just, it's whatever, here's the money and go at it. And, you know, cause they may be a little apprehensive about uh, buying it on their own. And, and I think anyone could use this. I mean, is that true? You know, I mean, if you're 45 years old and you think, Hey, maybe I want to yeah. kind of play around with it. Absolutely. And I think to that point, um, it, it allows older or professionals to understand their IRAs or their 401ks mm -hmm. and maybe start contributing to them more. And it gets them excited about this retirement savings. And that's a service that we are offering to um, companies. So this past summer, we actually piloted a program with McDonald's and their interns. And we talked about various aspects of personal finance um, and, and things like Roth IRA accounts. And we think this is a tool that can be used, um, <coughs> excuse me, by companies and wellness programs. And that's another avenue that Rapunzel is, is exploring. So we're talking to a few companies about offering Rapunzel as a wellness tool. Mm -hmm. Because again, as I was mentioning, we do have these modules that cover an array of concepts. So we talk about retirement, we talk about insurance, like life insurance, whole life term, all these different things, but it's in a more digestible way than we've seen previously. Now, you know, I, I love some of the, the stuff in your bio here. It's, uh, and, and this is kind of common 
for everyone that is a professional, they say, quit getting advice from Reddit. <laughs> and, you know, I, I see it time and time again, you know, well, social media told me this, well, Reddit told me this. Um, where can people get healthy investment advice and practices for uh, creating wealth? Reddit. Um, but no like seriously i think that you can look on reddit and see what the community is talking about but i don't Mm -hmm. think that that's the end all be all i don't think that you just run and make a purchase because you heard someone in the forums talking about this company i think that can initiate your research on a company and so maybe you hear about um whatever business it may be but it's on you to do your due diligence and i think one of the best places are a wealth of information about companies is in a company's annual report. And that can be accessed on their website and their corporate governance section. So even if you don't necessarily know all the quantitative and technical aspects about valuing a stock's price, you can at least go and read this annual report, which talks about a company's financial performance over a period of time, typically their fiscal year. And so there's a lot of context, there's a lot of qualitative information that can be told in those annual reports. Additionally, the annual reports have the company's financial statement. So you can look at the prof- you can look at the income statement and see if the company is profitable. You can compare that over years and see is this company be more profitable year over year? Are they growing? You can also see a company's balance sheet. So it gives you a snapshot of their financial health and you can look at is debt growing in this company? Or do they have more accounts receivables or what are their assets looking like? Um, and then there's the cash flow, which tells you the inflow of cash in and out of the company. So I think a lot of that information can be found just by doing your research on the internet. I think that's one of the greatest tools, like why that's such a great tool is because you can go as deep down those rabbit holes to really understand the ins and outs of the business. Um, but you can find or discover companies on Reddit. But one of the cooler parts about Rapunzel, um, going back to the app, is that when you search, you can search um, companies either by their name, ticker symbol, or you can search by industry. So there are several different industries that are listed on the Rapunzel app. And so if you click the industry icon, you can see who the market leaders are. So again, it provides... Uh, resources or it provides information on what the companies are, but I think everyone has to do their own independent research mm-hmm. before they purchase a company. And that's going to vary from person to person. Everyone has their own different strategies. So what you like about a company may not be what someone else does, but that's what's unique about investing. And I think rather than taking advice from other people, you really have to understand what works for you. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out what are your goals. You have to figure out what is your risk tolerance? What's your risk appetite? And I think if you can justify that, or if you have those identified, then what you invest in becomes a lot easier and you don't necessarily just run to the tip that you get or just whatever information your friends are talking about. You mm-hmm. might, it may make sense or it may not make sense. What's your... Uh thought on you know within this app and and, and just your personal experience uh, the differences or the pros and cons you know there's some people that like to do the day trading there's some people that do some short term term holds you know i know people that have 
ridden stocks into the ground and lost, you know, they, they were tech millionaires until the, the company basically went down to zero and they lost everything. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts on? I, I would say if you're going to do that, do it on Rapunzel, then do it with your real money, to yeah. be honest. And I think that's like one of the cool aspects about this is that, like I said, if you want to do a risky trade or you want to be a trader for however many periods because you think you know something, you can test it out on Rapunzel and you can enter a competition and maybe you win or maybe you don't. But at the same time, for those younger investors that may be doing that, I think it exposes them and it provides more light that maybe they're not good investors. But at the very least, as they look at the leaderboard and they understand or if they understand that the S&P 500 has delivered returns of 10 percent on average over since its inception, they can understand that passive investing is probably the approach that makes the most sense mm -hmm. in the sense that they have exposure to the market, but they aren't trying to beat the market because more likely than not, the average investor is not going to outsmart uh, the markets. Um, but at the same time, I think that initial exposure that's provided by Rapunzel helps young people see the activity and see the movement to even spark their curiosity and, and maybe investing and not in a passive way mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah you know because day trading i mean that takes some time and i can see just how much rapunzel would help and, and everybody's r-a-p-u-n-z-l if you're uh, looking it up I, I can see how i mean if, if i was nervous at all i'd say okay you know am i successful in the app and that would give me kind of the uh, uh, just just the ability to say, okay, you know, maybe I can do this, and maybe and this is something that I might be successful with if I have some success in the app. Mm -hmm. um, the basics of building a diversified portfolio. What are some of the things should you shouldn't always have? You know, when we talk about diversification, are you talking about some in tech, some in healthcare. Um, yeah, I, from from a stock portfolio standpoint, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, and there there was this acronym that was introduced to me in my investment club, um, which is called Fetch, and it represents five industries that are needed, uh, regardless of the economic climate. So the F stands for financial services, E stands for energy, T is technology, C is communication, and H is healthcare. And those five industries are basically um, market cycle agnostic in the sense that sure they are impacted by recessions and bear markets, but at the same time, those businesses are always going to be needed. So like you can think of the financial services as a bank, mm -hmm. even if the economy isn't performing well, people aren't just going to remove all their money and put it under the mattress, nor are companies going to just start sending checks, paychecks to people via pigeons. That's not going to happen. Energy, for example, while we're moving towards renewable and electric vehicles, that's something that's going to be needed because the transportation space is something that is so vital to the economy. And just like the energy that it's used to power our homes, that's something that's always needed. T, technology. I mean, we're chatting via a virtual technological platform that is always evolving. And I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time I didn't have my phone. So these devices, they're always advancing. There's always going to be yeah. some technological advance. So 
there's a need for that. And that's why those companies are always in demand. And communication, I think that we always need to stay connected to one another. And we saw that, especially during the global health crisis, which brought on a pandemic. Um, and we weren't able to do things in person. So we relied a lot on devices and communication mm-hmm. platforms and cellular service to remain in contact with one another. And the H is healthcare because unfortunately people are always getting sick, regardless if it's due to the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. People still have ailments, diseases, and they need their medications and they, and doctors need ancillary products like gloves, masks, stethoscopes, and you know, all these different things or antibacterial soap, like there is a demand for that. Um, and that was something that acronym was introduced to me by a lady of the name of April Williams, who ran uh, my teen investment club, which is where I started managing my own money. But that was how I built the basis of my personal stock portfolio. Um, I, it makes sense. So for anyone that's listening and it may not already be investing, I think that that may be a, a cool acronym to follow. And yeah. you can go research those companies within the industry to see if they make sense to own in your personal portfolio. You know, I, I can see that even the universities themselves and teachers would absolutely love this app uh, just to teach people about the, uh, the stock market. And, and running the simulations, even if it's just during a classroom period, you know, I mean, this is, it, it's very, very cool. Um, my head's kind of spinning. It's like, oh, wow. I mean, this is, this is just unbelievable. Um, what do you think about gamif- gamifying the stock market? Is that a. Yeah, I mean, I, it, de- it depends. It definitely depends. I think that we envision the gamification of investing as something that gets young people curious and excited about the world of investing. Yeah. I don't think investing with your own money is a game at all. Um, And I think it should be taken very seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, So to that regard, I think that what we've seen in like the past year of like the whole Reddit craze of like people just buying companies and ultimately getting burned i don't think that that's cool but i think that simulators are a great avenue and i think yeah. that competitions with scholarships are a great opportunity to expose students to the world of investing mm-hmm. to the stock market um, but like i said at the end of the day doing your homework and doing your research when it comes to making purchases with your actual money that's serious um, and I think that you have to do that. I don't think you can ever cheat that. Um, yeah. So that that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, these kids have, they've grown up on the games, right? I mean, they can't, mm-hmm. and it's almost it, it, the teaching and the education almost has to be some type of form of game just to keep their you have attention. to trick them into learning. You really have to trick yeah. them into learning, and that and that's what I mentioned earlier about like, well, how do you how do you retain the the kids? How do you retain mm-hmm. the young people? Because short attention spans are so short. So it's like put a prize with it, make it a game. Like, unfortunately, that's just kind of where I see that this generation is at. Um, I yeah. totally understand it from more seasoned individuals or investors that have learned in a different type of way, especially the ones that are like, well, you should just buy an index fund or an ETF because it's like 
we right. do get that, that criticism as well because we know passive investing. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, we know that for sure. But you can't tell a 12-year-old that. That's not fun for them. <laughs> let them right. let them go buy shares of, of AMC and GameStop and lose money. And then they'll be like, yes, remember that concept that I told you of buying index fund? That's why you do that. And like, oh, or if they do make money, then it's kind of like, all right, well, this worked for me. But then it's, at some point, if you don't have a, a philosophy or thesis, it's not going to work because in theory, that is gambling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I said, this is where this generation is at. And I think games are what's going to be more most captivating uh, to younger audiences. Yeah. And hear that, everyone, you know, if you have children at home, why not get this app and sit down once a week or, or, you know, on a Saturday when you have time and teach your children about stocks. I, it, at some point, they're going to have to get into it. And, you know, there's so many people that I know that make good money and don't put anything. They don't invest anything. Um, and so we need to, and I agree with Miles, that we need to get the children at a young age involved in this so that, you know, they are the future of the stock market. They're the, the, the future workers. Um, Rapunzel, uh, app stores, uh, Apple, Google, how, how can people find it? So Rapunzel is in the iOS app store and Google Play. Um, it is R-A-P-U-N-Z-L investments. So it's like the fairy tale, except there's no E. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Rapunzel Investments and Instagram, same thing. And I'm Miles Gage, and go check out Rapunzel. It's a great app. We've got cash competitions for users over the age of 18, and we've got a high school scholarship for high school students with $50,000 in aggregate scholarship prizes. So tell your kids about it and tell their schools about it too. Especially if all these parents out there is like, heck yeah, I want my kid to win $50,000 so I don't have to pay for it. Right. And they get a good education with the stocks. Well, Miles, I appreciate you coming on and it's been uh, eye-opening. This is, I think, a fantastic app that every parent needs to download every, uh, you know, for their children and teach them how to make more money and how to invest. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichergeek.com slash podcast. And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you and thanks for listening.